0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby.
0: right here right now hey, hey, let's go buffalo hey, hey let's go buffalo the bills make me wanna
1: welcome to the circling the wagons podcast a podcast discussing the bills all year round with interviews news
0: recaps and insightful fan discussion most times here's your host and lifelong bills fan Nate Alright, welcome to a special edition podcast of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and we're going to discuss the 49ers Bills preview this Monday night. And uh, normally we do the recap podcast, but I was able to have a special guest on this week. Uh, very few times am I able to have someone like this on. Uh, a few weeks ago we had a gentleman from uh, the Believe Network. Uh, to talk about the Arizona Cardinals Bills preview. And this week we have a friend of mine. Um, he was on the pie. For those of you that have been following the podcast since the very beginning, which is probably three of you, maybe four of you, um, if we're lucky. Uh, th- this is my friend Zach. He is, he talked the draft with us in 2018, the Josh Allen draft. He talked. Uh, A lot about Josh Allen himself and all the quarterbacks in that draft. He talked a lot about Tremaine Edmonds and all the linebackers in that draft. It was a very fun conversation. I think we had like three different episodes out of it. We also did a draft day podcast where we discussed the movie Draft Day, which I haven't re-released since we've been on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, but that was a a fun time. So I'd like to welcome Zach Sheets back to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Zach, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, Nate. How are you?
0: I'm good. Did you did you out of all those episodes, the two draft episodes where we talked quarterbacks, and then we talked every other position, and then the third one where we talked draft day, that movie with Kevin Costner. Which of yours was was your favorite?
1: I mean, I always love talking draft stuff itself. Any anytime I can come on and talk draft with anybody, I'm 100 percent in to do that. Probably draft day. If anybody, if you do re-release that, people will get to hear my thoughts on that. But. That that was also a pretty fun funny podcast that we did. Just made a trade with the Seahawks um, yeah. for the number 1 pick.
0: <laughs> that was that was one of the most fun podcasts I think I've ever done and it was just fun. Just to absolutely sh- tear it apart because if it was such a, <laughs> that movie just had so much potential and then it just flopped. It was just, um I-, I think I definitely will re-release it. What's funny is I look back at it, it was like an hour and a half. It's literally almost as long as the movie itself <laughs> The episode that we did at it, we
1: chopped that movie up pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure.
0: That's probably why you haven't been on in two years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you also came on a couple of times because I know you're big into betting. Um, you you came on a couple of year, years ago to do a Super Bowl uh, prediction podcast. I think it was like 2019 or something for that Super Bowl, and we talked odds and stuff like that. So I know that you're into DK, you know, fantasy. Um, daily fantasy all that stuff. So we'll get into that a little bit later with the 49ers preview. But um so this is just going to be like an overall conversation for someone like myself who knows just the bare minimum on the 49ers and you are in, you know, up to date on everything going on more so than probably even most 49ers fans. And, uh, you said you were just listening. Now we're recording this on a Thursday. Um, you just were listening to the Kyle Shanahan press conference. So there are some things that we don't know a hundred percent sure as of this recording for Monday night's game, but we'll give, you know, the, the best guesses that we can. And we'll talk to what we do know of, but Zach, I mean, let's start off first and foremost, the, the 49ers are five and six this season. They're behind the Cardinals or behind the Seahawks in the division, um I know obviously the 49ers went to the Super Bowl last season so I can just assume that this season has been a disappointment so far am I am I correct in saying that
1: Absolutely um you're correct in saying it there are definitely some circumstances leading to the 5 and 6 record I would say such as our best defensive player getting hurt our quarterback being hurt There's just a laundry list of injuries that we've had. IR, guys on the COVID list, coming off the COVID list, then going back on the COVID list. And then as of last week, we have the fact that the Niners don't even have a stadium to play in anymore. So we don't even have any more home games the rest of the season. we got no food. we got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off!
0: it almost sounds like you're just making up excuses with, oh, oh, your best defensive player is out, your quarterback's out, you don't have a stadium to play in, boo-hoo-hoo.
1: If I went item by item, People would look at me and be like, you are just making this up. This can't possibly be real. What has happened to this team this year? But I assure you, it is.
0: (laughs) Well, there's been so many different things going on with each and every team here and there. I mean, with the Titans recently, with the Ravens and the Steelers, for God's sake. I mean, this is just, it's hard to keep track of all of them. And I think the 49ers get lost in the mix with that as well. And uh, I mean, to your point, it's like, you know, guys coming on and going off the list. I mean, the Bills have been... Um, you know, I'm not even going to say anything because I don't want to knock on wood, but, um, you know, there's been players that have, you know, come on and off and and we didn't really know what this season was going to be like. And I think that uh, I would like to get your thoughts in general on that. Well, let's just do it right now before we get into super, you know, deep 49ers talk. I mean, what do you think about the way that the the league has been handling this? Because in my opinion, when I went into it this season, I said, listen, they got to do it one of two ways. Either you have to treat Um, everyone the same and go into it or you have to make uh, a list a laundry list of different scenarios that will happen and then if this happens and that happens but it sounds like like always like the nfl takes care of every single issue whether it's players being suspended for drugs or marijuana or peds or it's domestic violence like or dwis it seems like they're just shooting from the hip half the time and they're just kind of like Throwing a dart at a board and seeing where it lands. Okay. That's two games. Okay. That's a whole year. Okay. That's indefinitely. That's three games. Like it's just, and then with the COVID, it's like, Oh, well, let's, let's bend over backwards and kowtow to the Titans who broke protocol. And then it's like, Oh, well, then we'll just make, you know, the, the Patriots play without Cam Newton. And then, you know, the things happening this weekend with like the, the Broncos not even having a quarterback on that roster, um, to play, uh, last Sunday, but getting no benefit of the doubt. I mean, does this seem like that to you? Because, Um, I I can't think of, I can't think of a clear strategy that the NFL has put in place for, for dealing with all of this.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. I mean, every single situation they're treating differently. There is no consistency throughout the NFL on any of these COVID issues. Um, I was genuine, I was genuinely surprised, I guess, that the NFL season started when it did. And they didn't take into account really what the other sports had done previously. So baseball was able to complete their season, hockey, basketball. They all went into it with, with like a bubble, a bubble atmosphere. So they didn't have people coming and going. They weren't traveling across the country, getting on airplanes and and flying everywhere. They were basically housing teams in an area and then they would get together and play games. So I, and, and and the success that came from that, with them being able to complete complete all of their seasons, I, I'm genuinely surprised that the NFL didn't do something similar. Um, but and, and and now we're really seeing what what is happening. I mean, there's COVID, like you said, the Titans first had the had the big outbreak that we saw the first like monkey wrench in the schedule and moving games around and. I mean, we've had Tuesday night football. We've had Wednesday night football. This week we were supposed to have a Thursday night game. Now that moved to next Tuesday. Like, everything's getting shifted around. And in certain instances, it seems like the NFL is kind of kowtowing to, like, the Ravens. Like, they moved the Ravens game around, even though it was one of their staffers that didn't follow protocol, which led to the outbreak. But you have teams like... The Broncos last weekend, who literally had to play a practice squad wide receiver as a quarterback. And and, and they just, I mean, it wasn't even competitive, which nobody nobody expected it to be. But it, I don't know. I just, consistency is the major thing that, that people are asking for. And the NFL, time and again, just never gives you any sort of consistency in any aspect of their, their league.
0: Of anything. Of anything. <laughs> Well, what's, what's annoying about this is that, like you mentioned, the bubbles between the NHL and basketball and baseball. And they were, the NFL had the most time of any league to figure this out because it basically, COVID basically began after the Super Bowl. You know, like it started, it started around then and it really picked up. And we we're just like, you know, they had the most time. They had, they had the most time to, to really review what everyone else was doing and say, okay, well, that didn't work or that did work. Let's do something similar. Now, obviously, there's a lot more players in the NFL than there is in, in those leagues that you just mentioned. There's more yep. players on the roster. There's, there's just a lot more. There's just a lot more, you know, in, in general. I mean, you're talking 53 man active ro- or, yeah, active rosters and, um, you know, the s- staff and everything to go along with it. So there is that, but, um, it just, it just didn't seem like they, they had thought through, I mean, I, I guess I could have seen them adding like a bye weekend at some point. So that way, like if teams needed it, they could take it. If they had to take it earlier in the season at in an opportune time, they would, you know, just play that week or whatever, or just figure something out. But it seems like they're just so rigid in where they want to be and what they're doing that they didn't even allow that. I mean, to me, to fans like me, at least, like, I don't care when these games get played necessarily. I would rather than be like 17 weeks in a row. But I mean, if you have to shut it down for a couple of weeks and then start it back up, I mean, it's going to be annoying, but I'm not going to lose my mind as opposed to you playing these. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll shift this, this game three, three days and then we'll, we'll move that one back four days. And then we'll, you know, you'll take your bye week now instead of later. It's just, um, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like they have so much money and they have so much staff there that you think that they would have had a lot clear ideas put in place. But anyway, enough about, you know, complaining about the NFL. Um, Let's talk again about the 49ers season. So you guys are five and six, um, obviously not going as you had intended. Is there, is there still like hoping you that they can turn this season around maybe because there's seven teams getting into the playoffs instead of six teams? Um, Probably not going to win the division this year. I'm just because Arizona's playing well, the Seahawks are playing well. Um And the Rams, and the Rams how can I forget the Rams? Rams are still pretty freaking good. <laughs> I used to complain about the Bills being in one of the toughest divisions. Maybe you're in one of the toughest divisions uh, in the NFL. Uh, I would
1: say the NFC West is the toughest division in the NFL. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we are, we're five and six. As of now, we are tied um, a game out of the last playoff spot. So honestly, there, there is a path for sure. There's a path right now. I looked at odds today on to, to make or to not make the playoffs. It's pretty close for the Niners, like 50-50 shot at this point is what is what they're pretty much calling for. Um the schedule is still pretty tough for us around a couple games. I mean, we play obviously the Bills as a home game in Arizona. <laughs> then we play the rep uh, the football team. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> the football team in Arizona as a home game. Then we go to Dallas, and then we come back and play Arizona as a, the away team in Arizona, and then we go and we close with Seattle. And um, by that point, we'll see where the Seahawks are. We'll see what they have wrapped up. There's a lot of stuff that could happen. And I'm thinking three and two maybe get a maybe we'll get us there. Um, four and one should is mm-hmm. is what is what I think now. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely still hope. I mean, we got we got some guys that that have just came back off of IR that 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 are leading to. I mean, last weekend we beat the Rams. Um, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. He's owned him the last two seasons. The Niners are four and all against the Rams. Um, and you saw the returns of, of Richard Sherman, who I mean, there's not really much to say. He's a hell of a player. Um Came back, got his interception in the first quarter, played really well. Um, We had a couple other guys come back on the D-line. We're going to get another guy back this week on the D-line. So, yeah, we're getting healthy at the right time. There's obviously two big misses that are still supposedly coming back this year, hopefully. And that's obviously Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. Um, George Kittle, all pro tight ends. Some people might argue the best tight end in football, me being one of them. Um, and, and Jimmy G is, is a heck of a lot better than Nick Mullins, no matter, no matter what you feel about Jimmy G. He is, I mean, he was good enough to take us to a Super Bowl last year, and he, he's, he's been hurt this year with two different high ankle sprains, two different stints on IR. So hopefully, uh, from what I heard from Kyle Shanahan, he's hoping that both of those guys come back the last two games of the season for those big uh, divisional clashes between uh, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And, um, yeah, we're getting healthy at the right time. Hopefully we can uh, stay afloat here for the next three weeks or so until those two come back and then kind of turn it on from there. We'll
0: see. Yeah, I'd prefer if you weren't getting healthy at the right time as a Bills fan. I mean, just one more week, you can get as healthy as uh-huh. possible in one <laughs> more week. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, well, re- real quick, before we get into like the 49ers and as far as like, their strengths and uh, weaknesses on the offense and defensive side, you mentioned the stadium move to Arizona. Like This just recently came up, and uh, you had mentioned to me before the podcast how this actually all came down. Now, um, as someone that's a Bills fan that didn't follow this closely, I mean, when did the 49ers find out that that they uh, weren't able to play in Santa Clara County and, and how did that all go down?
1: So basically, the 49ers were getting on the plane last week to fly to L.A. to play the Rams when this news broke. And throughout this whole pandemic, they've been working with Santa Clara County officials um, hand in hand, basically going back and forth to just try and make everybody... As safe as possible and to discuss these restrictions. Well, nobody from Santa Clara County really gave the 49ers any indication that this was about to happen. So, on one hand, the 49ers are like, okay, we have to go play a football game. We have to be mentally prepared to do that. On the other hand, they're like, oh no, we're not going to have a stadium to play in or a place to practice. So, we have to figure that out as well. And so, Throughout the game against the Rams, the 49ers knew that they had to get back in Santa Clara County on Sunday night by 10 p.m. before the uh, curfew that the county put in place happened, and they had to be back, or else they would have had to quarantine 14 days before they could even like move around and like get their equipment and and travel somewhere else to go and play. So throughout this. Throughout this fourth quarter, the Niners all game went in seventeen to three. Then two big two big drives in quick succession by the Rams. The Niners are boom down like tied seven or tied seventeen-seventeen. And then they're down twenty to seventeen real quick. They get back, tie the game twenty-twenty. Fourth quarter happens. You gotta think that Kyle Shannon in his head is like we cannot go to overtime because we need to get on this plane and get back to Santa Clara County as fast as possible so we don't have to deal with all this red tape to get back out of Santa Clara County again. Luckily, they were able to drive down. Robbie Gould kicks a a 42-yard field goal to win it, and uh, they get on the plane. They get back in time, and they put a plan together that, luckily, they were discussing um, a couple different plans. Um, One of them included San Diego. That could have been an option, but I think after all of this craziness, they wanted to get out of California. So luckily, division rival Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, opened up their arms and opened up their facilities to the 49ers. And now they flew out on Wednesday to Arizona, where they'll spend at least the next three weeks practicing and playing at the Cardinals Stadium. They're practicing. They're actually staying at a hotel outside of Arizona or in Arizona, I should say and practicing where the Cardinals had training camp. So that's their uh facility as of now for the next couple of weeks and then they're obviously playing at the Cardinals home stadium.
0: Well what about actually like uh facility amenities? Like do they have a big weight room? Like
1: they are they are using the weight room in the hotel from what I have gathered <laughs> listening to different uh See, seeing different player tweets, listening to different uh, press conferences. And I'm just like, this is this. I mean, we're living in crazy times, man.
0: So you have like 53 players that are going to work out in like this room that has like basically like three treadmills, like dumbbells that what go up to like 20 pounds, maybe.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I have to imagine that, that that it's a little bigger than that. It has to be. It has I mean, to be. I think I'm pretty sure it's where the Cardinals had training camp. So the weight room has to be semi state of the art, I would say. True, so true. I think that they'll be able to get there, get their work in. And it's just, they're doing what they can do to, to get through the season. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, what is, so you, you listen to Kyle Shanahan's presser today. I, what did he have to say about the, you know, the Santa Clara County officials and yeah. Yeah. How, how's that going with between the,
1: uh, <laughs> them. I'm pretty sure that Kyle's pretty fed up. To be honest with you, I mean, the fact that they were going back and forth the entire season and exchanging like discussion ideas, and for them to just come out with a shutdown out of the blue, kind of was like, it's like you're going behind somebody's back and they 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 find out about it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. He's pretty fed up. He's he's worried about his guys. I mean, he came out today and. I saw a tweet from one of the players saying that he brought about twenty guys into a meeting with him, telling them just to like, just like check on check on the other guys on the team, just to make sure they're doing okay mentally with with this, because there's a lot of guys that aren't going to see their families now for the foreseeable future until the season's done. I mean, you had Raheem Mostert, who is a player that we just got back off of IR, up on the podium post game last weekend against the Ram after the Rams game almost in tears talking about like he sacrificed so much and now like he's not even gonna be able to see his family so he he's he's definitely fed up with santa Santa clara county santa clara county officials and but but he's looking out for his guys and that's what you want a head coach i mean Mm -hmm. they're they're focused they're gonna try and they're gonna try and obviously get the win this week and and keep and keep doing what they got to do to to get into the playoffs this year and then see what happens but I mean, at the same time, he's he's just as much worried about their, their mental health and and the toll that it's taking, this move out of out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about guys that, that have to stay away from their families. Like, they didn't know they weren't going to see them. Now they're not going to see them. I mean, they might not see them at Christmas even, right? Because Christmas is only three weeks away.
1: Yeah. So I think I saw a story saying that they were going to try and figure out some way to have Christmas with their families. I'm not sure how that's going to happen yet, whether they just fly everybody out and they have to take time if they're working or whatever in Santa Clara County, they have to take time out like two weeks out. But they were thinking about flying everybody out, I think, to Arizona to spend Christmas with with everyone. So hopefully that happens.
0: This whole season is just, I mean, our whole, all of our lives this last year, eight months, nine months has just been... I mean, crazy when you really think of that, you know, obviously, you know, uh, if, you, if you were fortunate that nobody that you love or care about was affected, I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, everyone's lives have just been put on hold. And do you think years from now, we'll look back at the 2020 season, like, you know, how, like I, you look at certain seasons in the NFL past, like the lockout season or like where they had to play the uh, the scabs or whatever it was, you know, in 84 yep. or whatever, like you think this will be this season that we think of like the pandemic season, right? Like people think of like COVID, like 2020 was the year of COVID, right?
1: Without a doubt. I don't think that there's any doubt like with what is happening throughout the world that this this year is going to be remembered as something that, I mean, fingers crossed, you and I don't ever see again in our lifetimes. So yeah, no kidding. I, I, I don't know. Hopefully these vaccines they're going to come out with. Do the job and and we can get back to normal life and normal living here pretty soon and especially by the next uh, football season. But we'll see.
0: Do you think now I, I thought about this at the beginning of the season because I was really high on the Bills. I'm still really high on them. Um, You know, just in general, uh, I think they might if they get hot, if they get hot, the Bills have the potential to go as far as they want. But it's just a matter of can they get hot and can they stay hot? <laughs> you know, all those things happen, you know, because your team just went to the Super Bowl last season, like a lot of things have to go in place. But do you think no matter who the Super Bowl winner is, do you think there'll ever be an asterisk on this season? Because like, oh, well, you know, so many teams had to deal with this or that, or like, it'll be like, hey, we were all on the same level playing field. We all had to deal with it. It is what it is. I think it's
1: more along that line. I think that obviously, obviously that this is like, we're in a time now that's completely unprecedented and this season is, has never been seen or seen before, so I don't think there's going to be an asterisk by the Super Bowl champion. I just think that it's going to be like, oh, in the pandemic season, blank won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what the, the pandemic champions or something they could be called like as a nickname. But mm-hmm. I don't think that there's going to be any asterisk or anything by it. I think that everybody, everybody has been on a semi level playing field, I would say, depending on where they're at in the country and how, how crazy COVID is in the area that they're at. But, yeah, I don't think that there's going to be any asterisk, though, by by the champ, whoever that whoever that ends up
0: being. I I was thinking, obviously, about the Bills when I mentioned that. Um, winning the Super Bowl and then people being like, oh, they won one finally. But geez, you know, it was when everyone else was ravaged with COVID. But then if I think about it um, out loud, part of me thinks that you would actually should get more credit for keeping your team healthy or keeping your team, you know, as, yeah. you know, put together. Like you just mentioned Kyle Shanahan having to bring his team together and make sure the mental well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these coaches, maybe not Adam Gay so much, but like good coaches are doing that (laughs) with their players on a, on a daily or weekly basis, like, you know, constantly, you know, reaching out to the captains and saying, Hey, how is everyone doing? You know, this, this sucks. We're going to pull through this. We're going to do this, like bring it together as a family and as a team to just get through this season and, you know, in one piece. So I think, yeah. So when the Bills win this, essentially what I'm saying was when the Bills win the Super Bowl, they're not going to have an asterisk to it. They should actually get more credit. It'll actually be like one and a half Super Bowls that they won. So um, (laughs) (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Um, uh, So let's talk about the 49ers um, on offense first. Let's talk about their strengths. Um, You know, from an outsider outsider standpoint, Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius. He's a savant. He's like uh, a beautiful mind. And Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, except if he played <laughs> football instead of did whatever crazy math he did in the movie. Yep. That's Kyle Shanahan. And, um, I mean, I always think of the fact that, like, they always have a good running game. They can always put together, like, 100 yard rushers during a game, and they can put sometimes together multiple 100 yard rushers. And he's just, he just finds a way for his guys to get space. Um, what are the, did I, did I describe that correctly? I mean, what are the 49ers really good at, especially with their, what, their second string quarterback? Out there.
1: yeah I would I would say um they're definitely more of a a strong running team right now than a passing team I mean we had we obviously have Nick Mullins in he is serviceable I would say we just need him to really not turn the ball over and then we should be with our defense in with a chance to win any game um but we yeah I mean we just got Raheem mostert back off of IR he's a, a demon. I mean, everybody saw what he did in the playoffs last year and throughout the year. I mean, I don't know how closely you're paying attention to the Niners at all, but um we also just got Brandon iu who was our first round wide receiver, um, back off of the COVID list yesterday, so he's gonna be playing this week. And I mean, yeah, we're missing we're missing Jimmy G. We're missing George Kittle, obviously on the offensive side of the ball. We have our third string center, who was our second string guard. Now he's playing center. We have our rookie, um a rookie mid round guard that we took starting at right guard now. So I mean we have a couple spots there where where we have backups or third string guys, but for the most part, offensively, other than that, <laughs> other than our quarterback and our all pro tight end and a couple linemen, we're pretty healthy. <laughs> and that's pretty much how the season's gone. But yeah, we're definitely gonna be more of a run team, I think, especially this week against the Bills. Um I think I looked and I saw the Bills are 25th against the run in the NFL right now.
0: So they've gotten better the last few weeks. They were at one point like 29th or 30th, yeah. maybe even 31st. So they're getting better, but still yeah. not good. Still not good. Like <laughs>
1: so, like Kyle Shanahan has a has a saying. I've heard him say it numerous times. He wants to get to 30 runs. If he can get to 30 runs in a game, he thinks they're going to win every game. Oh. So the that that's going to be built into his play calls. It's going to be a lot of. And and they're not all, I mean, like you said, Kyle Shanahan is a savant. He's an offensive genius. So they're not going to be all straight runs up the gut or straight runs off the edge. You're going to see sweeps with Debo Samuel. You're going to see a lot of misdirection. You're going to see a lot of play action, especially with Nick Mullins at quarterback. Um, I think that offensively, though, we're definitely going to be more run heavy this week than, than pass heavy for sure.
0: Okay. Okay. So what about um, defensively? You said you mentioned Richard Sherman's back. Um, I, I know that he, he, you also mentioned Nick Bosa being out uh, and D Ford being out. Luckily, you know, your two best defensive ends aren't playing. Um, what do you guys do well defensively on that side of the ball? Um do you stop the run? So
1: defensively, we can stop the run really well. I think where the Bills are going to have more success is to throw the ball, obviously. I think that plays into their offense pretty well, honestly. I don't think that the Bills are too much of a of a running back run offense. It's going to be pretty much quarterback runs and passes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, having Richard Sherman back this week and and obviously he came back last week is going to be huge. Um, the emergence of Jason Verrett, who's our other uh, our other side cornerback, back to like a Pro Bowl level has been awesome. I would say. I mean, if Alex Smith wasn't Alex Smith and doing what he did after his multitude of surgeries, Jason Barrett would be in mind for comeback player of the year. One of them.
0: No, no. Right explain, explain why, because I, I'm not as familiar with Jason Barrett.
1: So Jason Barrett was an all-pro corner for the Chargers. Then he had a knee injury, was out for a while, had got picked up by the Niners, came back, got another injury, came back. So he's been back and forth being injured, being, and, and, and then he came back and he was struggling, and then he got another injury, and then he finally came back this year, and he's like playing at an all-pro level again. So now we have two outside corners that are, that, that are playing really, really well. Um, where I think the matchup for the Bills will be is in the slot with Cole Beasley um our starting slot corner is K1 Williams he's not going to be playing this week um so i think who they're going to see is probably Emmanuel Mosley who's our third string outside cornerback or our third outsh- outside cornerback sorry he'll be playing in the slot this week and i think that that'll be a a, a matchup that they can attack i mean i know that Stefan Diggs has had a monster year and i'm not sure where he's going to line up but i feel Fairly comfortable that – I mean, he's going to get his because he's a monster. But I think Verrett and Sherman will get theirs too. I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup no matter which side he goes on. Um, as far as our defensive linemen, I mean, you you said it. Bosa, IR, tears literally streaming down my face when that happened. D Ford seems like he's always hurt. Um, he's on IR, so he's done – we signed Ziggy Ansa, the DN from Detroit, immediately went on IR. So I mean we've got I mean, we we've got our guy. We've got Eric Armstead up front. We got Javon Kinlaw, our other first round defensive lineman, who had a pick six last week, first touchdown in the NFL. Shouts out to him.
0: Wow. And wow. he's a D tackle, right? Yeah, big wow. boy.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. We just got DJ Jones, who's our other D-tackle. He just came off the COVID list along with Brandon iU this week, so he'll be playing. Um, we're starting to get healthy on the defensive side of the ball, apart from the pass rush. And even without our, our designated pass rush guys, we've been able to get home, get to the quarterback pretty well. Um, what I've also, I mean, as a Niners fan, we play the Cardinals twice a year. We play the Seahawks twice a year. We struggle with mobile quarterbacks. Now, I don't really consider Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray to be the same type of mobile quarterback as Josh Allen.
0: What? What? Are you I, serious? I, they're the I, exact I, same I, player. I, <laughs> two guys I, I two guys under six foot and then you have Josh Allen at six five. They are the same exact build. Are, <laughs>
1: we'll see. We'll see how the <laughs> Niners um we'll see how the Niners are gonna play it. I know that, um, They actually just moved Marcel Harris, who was a safety, to weak side linebacker to bring a little bit more, uh, a little bit more speed, a little bit more pop to the linebacker position. Um, I think that that's going to help try and contain Josh Allen as best you can. I mean, Mm -hmm. it depends on which Josh Allen you get too. So yeah, Yeah. just just to try and keep him contained from him just taking off and running to kill us like I watch Kyler and. Uh, Russ do every single year. Um, I think that that'll be that will be a big key, I think, to to see whoever's gonna end up on top in this one.
0: Now you mentioned uh the 49ers struggling against mobile quarterbacks. Is it mostly the designed runs that they have issues with or when they just decide to leave the pocket on a pass and just go for yardage or both?
1: Um I would say more the kind of uh freewheeling, leave the pocket, scramble. Scramble drill kind of is what is what they struggle with more than more than the design runs. But I mean, those guys really don't the Russ and uh, and Kyler don't really have that many design runs like I know I've seen. I mean, I'm from Western New York. I watch the bills all the time that that I've seen Josh Allen and those guys have designated uh, quarterback runs in their playbook.
0: Okay. All right, cool. So the bills are looking to exploit the middle of the field, possibly, Some quarterback running. Um, This last week was actually the first week that the Bills were able to run the ball that efficiently um, against the three and seven Chargers. But they just they found a way to do it. They played uh, Nick Bosa's big brother Joey, who had an amazing game. He is so good. He's a monster. He's a monster. So I'm glad that we didn't have to see the younger Bosa (laughs) the following week (laughs) because Josh almost uh, tore his ankle in half last week. Did you see that? Did you see that play where he got flipped?
1: (laughs) I did. Then I saw the next play where Matt Barkley came in and everybody kind of held their breath. <laughs> um,
0: and nobody and that, blocked. And,
1: and that obviously didn't work out too well, that single play. So No,
0: no. There was a funny meme going around of when uh, Josh Allen was uh, leaned over and it was like someone cut out a picture of Simba like leaning up against him as he's down, kind of like the Mufasa moment yes. in The Lion King. Dad. So true, man. As a, I mean, you know, watching Jimmy G go down at least yep. twice, at least twice this season, and then once a couple of seasons when he went down with a torn ACL. Yep. Um, that I moment, mean, that's you're just like, this heart, season's done.
1: Heart and mouth. Like, yeah, that happened in week three a couple years ago against the Chiefs. And, I mean, something good came of that, obviously. We ended up picking second in the draft, and that's when we got Bosa after the after the Jimmy G injury. So I mean I guess like there was a silver lining there. Obviously this this year has been high ankle sprains left and left and right. So it's it's not a, a not a season ender, which is why we're kind of still holding out hope here that we can make a little run in the last 5 games and and sneak into the playoffs and then who knows. I mean it's all going to be matchup based from there on as as you guys know. So
0: yeah, well, I was going to ask you about the injury report, but you pretty much mentioned everyone that's injured and who's going to play, and the you basically fu- the
1: funny thing, the funny thing is that I didn't.
0: Oh, you didn't? Oh, you got more?
1: I mean, Nate, if you would have seen, I was watching the Niners Rams obviously last weekend. They put up a list, and it said they were talking about the Niners injuries and how bad it's been, and they put up a list and it was like a just a roller like a rolling list on the screen. Oh, and it, it just seemed to never stop. I mean, they they went through every single injury that the Niners have had this year and how long the player was out.
0: Wow.
1: So every single guy who came back, they were on that list. And it was just a rolling, scrolling list and it never seemed to act.
0: Do you think that, I mean, it's it sounds, from what you're saying, that it's amazing that they're even five and six. Like they should probably be a lot worse given the injuries and what they've had to deal with COVID-wise as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not impartial. And obviously, there are coaches out there that that, that are doing great. I mean, Sh- Sean McDermott being one of them, obviously. They're having a great year. But what Kyle's had to work with and work through, the injuries, the, the COVID situation, the move now, we'll see what happens. But if they're able to make the playoffs and make a deep run, he should be one of the top candidates for coach of the year in my opinion. I I I don't know how you don't think about that without having your best defensive player and your quarterback for 75% of the games at least. And then uh, uh no home games. Like it's it's home. that's the thing that's going to get me, I think, like mentally. It's going to get me that the Niners don't get to have any more home games for the rest of the season.
0: That's that's and, crazy.
1: Yeah, and, and 3 of the last 5 are supposed to be home. <laughs>
0: You know what's you know what's funny is I'm sure you saw the ending for the Bills Cardinals game a few weeks ago, and uh, I wonder if I mean I know the the Bills were kind of like probably just getting over that putting it past them they had the bye week and then they you know this past game against the Chargers, Um, they're probably like whatever it's in the past and now they have to go right back there right Ah, back
1: on back to Arizona baby
0: (laughs) State Farm Stadium (laughs) and and just be like oh this didn't just happen this was
1: there might be. There might be a little bit of, of, of juju there or something that they're going to... PTSD?
0: Do you think there's yeah, going to be... A... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you think... Now, Now you've been watching football a long time, um, and you saw how the Bills obviously didn't defend that pass as well as they could have. Um, and then they did it last week against the Chargers. Luckily, that, that Hail Mary didn't end up costing them or, or anything like that. But... I mean, do you look at those things and say, is that just fluky? Like, I mean, there's really, it's really such an unlikely play. DeAndre Hopkins um, is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I don't think anyone can argue that. And then, you know, then you have it last week against number 83 on the Chargers. I have no idea who he is right now anyway doing it. Do you think that's just fluke or do you think the Bills just really don't know how to defend it?
1: I think that there's definitely an element of both in there. Um, the DeAndre Hopkins play. DeAndre Hopkins is a man. I mean, he's a monster. Every he's a top three wide receiver, like you said in the NFL for sure. But <laughs> he's only six one. Like everybody, like he's not a six six receiver that's going to go up over everybody. And the Bills had what three guys right there at least. Yep.
0: Their best. Their best just, secondary. You just
1: cannot let that happen. And then for it to happen again last week like that has to something has to change defensively there yeah like whether that is you put your biggest receiver back there and say go get the football like this is your job go knock down this football or go catch this football and 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 you put receivers back there because that is what they're used to doing going out and high pointing the football yeah and knocking it down you could go that route or i mean i know that especially the Hopkins play obviously it was the last play of the game and you got to you got to get a little bit more physical in there i don't think they're going to pull a flag out unless it's something super egregious last play of the game on a hail mary i mean you got to I, I think of the the remember the titans quote every time like push them pull them do something like <laughs> give them a little nudge mm-hmm. like grab grab the off arm a little bit and pull it down like you got to you got to try something yeah, yeah. To not allow that to happen, and for it to happen like the last couple weeks for the Bills is kind of scary. Honestly,
0: I'm surprised they haven't had like rookie wide receiver Gabriel Davis, who's like six foot three and yeah. taller and taller than all of their cornerbacks and and D backs back there. Um, why they didn't have him out there? I mean, they could technically pull maybe like a Dawson Knox, their tight end, back there because yep. he's more like six four, six five. But um, but that might be a good thing because he doesn't really catch a whole lot when he's tight end, but. Like, maybe he could bat it away. (laughs) Like, that would be his bread and butter. Go catch it. I (laughs) People.
1: you saw a couple years ago when they tried to put Gronk out there, and then (laughs) they made, like, this one crazy play that wasn't a Hail Mary, Uh and then they just ran right around Gronk to score because it was the Dolphins game. Oh, yeah. Gronk wasn't wasn't fast enough to catch the guy that was running. But So, I mean, there's that part of it, too, if you use a tight end. But (laughs) it's – I mean, like, Gabriel Davis – he's made some big time like contested one-on-one catches going up and getting the football. Yeah. Like that's part of his game. Mm-hmm. So you have to, I mean, I think you put him back there, rush three, drop eight and have him be one of the farthest four down the, down, down the field and, and tell him to go get it. Yeah. Cause you know, what's coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, just me though. I like that. I, I remember Randy Moss doing that back in the day. Like he would just line up and then he just knock it down. Like he was yep. just give at his, For- So Randy
1: Moss has done it. T.O.'s done it. There's been a lot numerous receivers have done that throughout throughout the league. It's just a matter of an adjustment that the coaches have to make.
0: Well, it's a difference between what the bills are right now at eight and three and what they could have been at nine and two and sitting a lot prettier, uh, you know, in the conference and the division um, than what they are right now. So, um, all right. Well, I want to talk about I know that you're uh, you like to uh, you know, you know about gambling. You're familiar. We've had you on to talk about the Super Bowl odds. So with the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago has the odds for the Bills game, uh, the Bills 49ers game, as the Bills being one-point favorites over the 49ers in Arizona. You're betting guy, like I mentioned, if you were forced to put money on this game. And I know it's hard to be impartial, but just pretend like you are for two seconds. <laughs> which, yep. way, which way do you go?
1: So what I would probably do is I wouldn't worry about the points, Brad because one point is pretty inconsequential either way, I would probably bet the money line instead. And, I mean, I think it's going to be a really, really competitive game, really close game. And, I mean, I'm going to go with my guys, obviously.
0: So the Bills, one, the Bills to win. It's a one-point
1: game. I'm gonna, I would bet the Niners just to win straight up. And, and then, yeah, I mean, see what happens. It's, it's all going to depend on, I feel like, how if Nick Mullins turns the ball over or not, and if the Bills can stop the run.
0: Mm. See, the Bills have started to learn how to stop the run just recently, but it's a matter of can you pull it off against one of the better offenses, or at least one of the better minds in all, yep. you know in the NFL when it comes to offense and, and taking advantage of that, which they obviously did against a good Rams team last week. Yeah. So uh, um, I'm curious. So the over-under is 47 points at this point. If you're talking – the way that you're telling it to me right now is – if the Bills are able to pass the ball and they're able to score that way, it sounds like the 49ers are going to have a hard time catching up potentially with Nick Mullins. So, I mean, do you look at it? It almost, but then again, you say it's going to be more of a running game for the 49ers. Those usually don't lend to high scoring games. Um, I'm guessing you're going to bet the under on that one. If I had to guess,
1: I mean, my philosophy goes along with a lot of people's, I think, in this and. It's life is too short to bet the under, baby. Let's go with the over, over 47. Um, I think both teams are going to be able to score. I think the Niners are going to be able to run the ball. They're going to probably have a little bit more of ball control, and but they'll probably be able to get up and down the field, both teams, I think. And I would probably go money line Niners over 47 and watch me be wrong on both of
0: them. <laughs> Man, so when you were... It,
1: it, I'm at I'm at the point now where I'm not really sure. Like everything is so in flux now. First game in Arizona. Like I don't really know what to expect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So honestly, <laughs> you said I'm being forced to bet this game. I mean, I probably wouldn't bet it if I wasn't being forced to. Hypothetically, in this situation. Mm-hmm. But
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's funny because you know all these things that you keep mentioning make me think that like I I'm I'm starting to feel better about the Bills. Like the Bills have familiarity with this stadium because they were just here. Like, you know, they're, and, you know, the 49ers aren't able to be at home. This is supposed to be a home game. I mean, it's not like in a different time zone like that really matters, but not being able to be near your family matters. Um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Maybe because people always say about like training camps, you know, if you're not near, If you're doing like an away training camp, like the Bills do in St. John Fisher, or do you do them, you know, in your own hometown? Like sometimes it allows you to get away from the family and kids or whatever, some of the distractions, but then sometimes that familiarity, I I have no idea how that actually comes out. But um, I, I, I'm curious as far as, you know, the Bills go, can they continue to stop the run like they have been able to the past few weeks, or are they going to turn back into the same team that like allowed I think it was Clyde edwards hilaire like over six yards a carry, or Damian Harris over six yards a carry. Like, you know, who is this? Who is this Bills defense? And have they figured out, you know, themselves to be able to stop a team and sell out and stop a team? Now they might get Matt Milano back. That's going to be huge for the Bills defense. Matt Milano is a stud when healthy, um, so that's huge. Um, and I don't know, I. Now, I'm not impartial either, so I would be leaning more towards the Bills in this in this game. But, I mean, when I saw the 49ers at the beginning of the season, obviously, I'm just like, that's that's probably going to be a loss. The 49ers in San Francisco, if it was going to be close, I still think it's going to – but now, I'm obviously much more optimistic about it than I ever was.
1: Yeah, of course. I but, mean, it's hard, to, it's hard not to be when the home <laughs> game isn't a home game. There's no quarterback on the other side that would be the normal quarterback, and – the best defensive players and the best part of the defense that was a Super Bowl defense last year isn't playing. <laughs> but yeah, I, so, get, I get where you're coming from, for sure. It sounds
0: like half of your roster was laid up in a hospital bed at one point or another this season. So
1: tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that then? Just a flesh wound. A couple weeks ago, they had 42 people on their roster. 42. Oh,
0: 42? Yep. Wow, they didn't even have enough for a 53 active they were just back.
1: bringing people up from the practice squad to, <laughs> to practice and All then right. they finally got a couple guys back and I think that they went into the game with like 45 active and then a bunch of guys that were just inactive and yeah it's it's been brutal it's been brutal
0: bro you could have played for them if you lived out in that area they might have <laughs> they I would have,
1: actually be dead if I played a single snap <laughs> without a couple
0: Oh, this is awesome. Well, uh, thank you for coming on and talking uh Bills 49ers with us. It was it was fun. I, I was I've been looking for an excuse to have you back on because uh it's always fun to talk to you. Um we'll have to do this again before the Super Bowl uh plays. But real quick, you know, as I meant to bring this up earlier, but um as Bills fans, like, you know, I, I saw all four Bills Super Bowl losses. You know, mind you, I was I was a child at the time, so I haven't really enjoyed a quote unquote enjoyed a super bowl loss as an adult. Um, but you as a 49ers fan have mentioned to me on on a couple of different occasions, how awful it is to be a a 49ers fan sometime. And when I hear that, I'm like, well, that's, that's not correct because I saw them win like three super bowls or two super bowls at least or whatever. And you know, but then you've been to two super bowls recently and you've seen them lost as an adult. I haven't had that pleasure (laughs) quote unquote pleasure to 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 see my team lose in a super bowl i mean what's what's that like I, I i can only imagine that it's as awful as it sounds even if they're spread apart 4 or 5 years
1: yeah um if you care about a team as much as i care about the niners and you obviously care about the bills the highs are super high and the lows are super low and that's and the, and there's no real middle ground there so it was great watching the Niners literally waltz through the Vikings and just annihilate the Packers last year on the way to the Super Bowl. And it was awesome seeing them dominate the Chiefs for three quarters. And then watch Pat Mahomes do or sorry, Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes things at the end and it's heartbreaking, man. It really is. I mean, when you when you watch a team that you really care for and they It's getting to a Super Bowl is not easy. You don't know how many times in your life you're going to see it happen, let alone win it. So, I mean, obviously in 2012 against the Ravens, when all we had to do was really hand the ball to Frank Gore, instead we would just throw fades to Crabtree. That'll always stick in my mind. And then the Tyreek Hill reception last year, that bomb on third and 15 to just to just jumpstart that offense with seven minutes to go that's going to always stick in my mind. I mean, it's brutal as an adult watching your team lose a Super Bowl in a game that big, not knowing when you're going to be back the next time. And, I mean, I couldn't even imagine being a Bills fan and getting to four straight and losing each one. I don't know how – I mean, I guess I see how the fans have – the older fans react to it. You go to a you go to a tailgate in Buffalo at any point and you see them – and how they are, and how passionate they are, and how crazy the Bills Mafia is, and you just know that if they ever did end up winning the Super Bowl, whether it be this year or any year in the future, <laughs> the city might burn. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how Buffalo would react to, to winning a championship, but I know that there's a lot of people in Buffalo and outside in the in the areas that we live outside of Rochester, and they they care a whole heck of a lot, and. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, this week should be a good one, and then we'll see where the Bills go, and hopefully the Niners get to the playoffs and see what they can do too.
0: Okay. I, w- I want to end on that, but I had this last question because you mentioned sure. um, you know, your, your team going to the Super Bowl and the super highs and the super lows. Like, like I said, I haven't been able to enjoy this as an adult going to the Super Bowl. Would you rather the 49ers just not go just so that you don't have that super low or is a super high worth it? Is the juice worth the squeeze? <laughs> cause you're gonna, cause it, it, it sucks. It sucks on the other side. I personally like that is my, my, one of my fears as a Bills fan is not only being devastated as a child and a young adult or a young teen or whatever. And then doing it as an adult when I have a fully for when I went through 20 years of the drought and, uh, it was just an awful time for the most part, you know, uh as an adult being a Bills fan. And I don't know, by the way, you mentioned the old Bills fans like going at it. I don't know how many young fans we've lost. Because not only do we lose four Super Bowls, I mean we went through a playoff drought that was almost 20 years long. And so like they all were just compounding terrible times. So for me to say like I definitely want my team to go to the Super Bowl, I want to win it, part of me is like super afraid that like if I go there, the biggest heartbreak is gonna happen again and I'm just like maybe I was able to deal with it as a child because it's like, oh well whatever. Life's still amazing <laughs> no matter what, because you're a kid. You have to pay for stuff. You don't have to go to work the next day and be an adult. Now <laughs> I have to live with it for, you know, I don't know. What what, what are you are you so happy?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you what. Both times that the Niners lost Super Bowls, I didn't go to work the next day. <laughs> I took the day off. I was too sad. I was like I don't know. I, I just had no desire to be around people. Like I, I, it, I think that I would rather my team not get to the game and lose just based on my last two experiences. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I get think, to the, like get to the NFC championship and then lose. And then,
1: well, <laughs> I've seen my team do that. <laughs> you've too seen that, in yeah. the last couple of <laughs> years and that's not great. Um, Kyle Williams. Don't, don't. Oh, no. Kyle Williams, the Giants. Don't, oh my God, I have nightmares about that. <laughs> I feel I feel so bad for him, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, man, just Fine. catch the ball, just catch just it, fair, catch it, just, just catch, catch it. it, and they win. Okay. Oh my God, don't fumble. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that I think that I would rather them not even get to the playoffs.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. I thought for sure I'd ask you this question like last year and you're just like, you know, so so you change your mind. That's okay, too, because, you know, Super,
1: Super Bowls hurt, man. But like any playoff loss, I think any playoff loss where any playoff loss where you're in the mindset that you are a legitimate contender. So like, say you lose in the NFC championship, like the Niners did against the Giants that year. The Niners were the better team. Like, I really felt like they were going to go back to the Super Bowl and win it that year. When you lose a game that in your mind you have a chance to win, to go to the dance, it's like, it's, I don't want to say it's just as heartbreaking, but damn, man, it's close. It's, but it, I mean, say, say you, say you get into the playoffs this year in the AFC as a seven seed, not the Bills, I'm just talking in general. And you know that you have the Chiefs and you have the Bills and you have the Steelers and you have all these teams that are, that are high firepower teams that, that you're probably not going to beat one, let alone two or three, to get to the dance, and you lose a game, like in the first round of the playoffs, the wild card rounds, or I, I don't think that that would be as heartbreaking as being a contender and then losing a playoff game. Yeah. So I guess that would be, that would be my stance on, on it. Um, <laughs> I guess my stance is, if I'm not a contender, I would rather not make the playoffs than make it. <laughs> but if I am a contender, obviously, let's go. Like f- full throttle, full throttle, high emotions. Yeah. Let's do this thing, and 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 if it doesn't work, then just all the sadness and depression.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a perfect way to end this uh, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, thank you, thank you so much for coming on, Zach. Zach, where can people find you on Twitter? Because I know that you know if you want to follow a 49ers fan that loves to talk sports betting. Um, Daily Fantasy and all that fun stuff. Where can they find you on Twitter?
1: Um, my Twitter handle is at C A L A X twelve. And yeah, I mean I'm on all the time. I actually just got into it today with uh the account for Gift GIF, the Gift GIF uh company. My buddy made a made a gift gif of me and him. Um do you remember Sister Jean? From the March Madness tournament a couple years ago with Loyola of Chicago, They're like old older lady mascot.
0: No, I don't think so. But okay, but explain well it.
1: she's like she's doing these cameos, so you can pay her to like send you a message. And so my sister was like, "I'm gonna pay Sister Jean to send you to tell you guys like Merry Christmas." And my buddy made this gift gif of of him kicking her down a slide. <laughs> And I started laughing, and I'm like, "I'm so sick of of gift gifs." And then the gift gif account comes back over the top from the clouds, and was like, "Yeah, we're sick of you too, Zach." And we kind of got into it. So yeah, I mean, I talk sports betting, I talk football, I get into the mix, into the mud. If you want to mix it up, hit me up on hit me up on Twitter.
0: Did you tag them in it? Is that why they found you? Or
1: that's the thing. No, we didn't. <laughs> really? So they must assert. They must just be searching for the name gif and seeing it and then responding to people that include it.
0: Wow. I can't imagine having, I, having that much time. You know that happens sometimes in my mentions, like we're all like rag on like the Dolphins or something and some Dolphins player, I'm like you don't even follow me. What are you just searching like Tua tweets and you're just like, what kind of life is that to just, I, yeah, I don't have that just, time. I don't have that time. Just, I don't care.
1: Just out of nowhere from the clouds, they come at you.
0: Especially like Gift GIF. Like I imagine that's a large company. <laughs> like or somewhat <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was uh it was pretty
0: funny. <laughs> That'd be like you saying something about the president and the president being like, Hey Zach, you know, I know you don't like my foreign policy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna dunk on you, so <laughs> So they yeah, can find you. Like,
1: oh, baby, gift gif from the clouds. I don't want to mix it up with this too much.
0: Oh, sure. uh, people are working like Zach. You get that thing done. I'd be like, no, actually, I'm getting into it with gift gif. All right, so just give me a few minutes, and then I'll me. <laughs>
1: I'll get it done. Just give okay, me a
0: second. Ge- <laughs> oh, cool, man. Well, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah. What?
1: Um, I wanted to ask you a question, quick. What's yeah. your prediction? Give me a score.
0: Um, I'm going to say. When the Bills play good teams, it's usually a higher score. Um, so I think, I think we're looking at, cause when they don't play good teams, they usually play down to their level. So yep. like last week, it was 27 17 against the Chargers. I think the over under was like 47 or 48. So they're obviously the under with that. Um, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to go, like you said, choose the over. Um, I think that the Bills usually do well. I mean, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, or unless you're a quarterback that, uh, like, like for example, the Titans game, they had amazing field position the entire game, and then they turned the ball, and then they the Bills turned the ball over. So, um, if if Josh Allen doesn't do any of that, if he doesn't turn the ball over three times, and uh, they don't get in a hole, I I think they win this game. So I'm going to say the Bills. I, as far as prediction, so if I'm going over 47, I'm going to say it's going to be like a. Th- 30 to 27 game. And I can okay. see the bills pulling this one off. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, the bills. Yeah. Yeah. I, gotcha. that's, 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 that's just where, where I'm headed. Yep. Um, that could change it just because they're getting pieces back. And, you know, I mean, luckily it doesn't seem like Josh Allen's injury was, was that severe. Um, part of me wonders if that's why they didn't throw the ball more often that game, like they should have, but even when they were, they weren't amazing at doing it. So, Um, you know, I'm hoping a week out of that, I mean, like I mentioned, like Josh, unlike every other season that Josh has been quarterback, I mean, he just gets hot sometimes. And if he's hot and the defense is playing as good as it has been the last few weeks, I mean, they could make a run now, if they slip up at any point, they might not win because you can do that against bad teams and slip up and have the quarterback, you know, throw for 150 yards and still win a game, but you can't do that against better teams, like potentially the 49ers. So
1: yeah, I um, I have it the same like three point game, just just like you. Um, 24 mm-hmm.
0: Niners, twenty seven, twenty
1: four. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty close game the whole way, and then whoever whoever has the ball last kicking a field goal to win it.
0: Yeah. So before we do our weekly podcast giveaway from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, I wanted to tell you about the sale we have going on at our T Public store. Three words for you:
1: treat yo self.
0: If you go to tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod, we have a 30% sale on all t-shirts, hoodies, and everything. So that's $14 t-shirts, that's $35 hoodies on any of our 50-plus Bills designs, including the Josh Allen Jumping Over the Haters design, our Allen Diggs 2020 Make Touchdowns Great Again design, and a ton more. Uh, we are releasing a new Third and coal t-shirt, After the Monday Night Football game, which I've gotten several emails and DMs about over social media, so it's finally here. Thank you guys for always keeping me on my toes. Um, I can't wait to post it, and I've already tweeted about it on our social media accounts. So for any last-minute gifts for your families and your friends and yourself, check out tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod. The CTW pod is just like our Twitter handle. CTW pod like circling the wagons pod. So we have a couple of DraftKings sports book items. Um, that the good people at the Del Lago Resort and Casino have offered for our listeners to win. So if you're wondering how you can win these prizes or any prizes we do on our podcast, uh, just leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, just mention CTW or CTW Pod or Circling the Wagon somewhere in the description, along with any of the other great podcasts within our Buffalo Rumblings network. And uh, leave a Twitter or Instagram handle or something that you'll recognize as your username when I read it. And then listen each week. That's it. So our two winners this week for a DraftKings Callaway polo shirt, a t-shirt, or a snapback hat are Mike Taylor. Mike Taylor and Lonigan Sean. That's Lonigan Sean. So Mike Taylor and Lonigan Sean, just shoot me a DM or send me an email our email is ctwpod at gmail.com and uh, we'll get your information uh, that we can use to ship those items to you so all right man well thanks for coming on it was fun to talk to you and uh we'll have to have you on before the super bowl to uh to talk uh odds and 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 things that you know if folks want to go over to the DraftKings sportsbook at delago and place a bet there or whatever you know we can talk about that and that'll be a fun uh fun topic like which which color gatorade are they going to shower the the winning coach with
1: <laughs> Stop. awesome yeah thanks nate thanks nate, for having me on and uh yeah i hope to talk to you soon thank you for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly Go Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo
0: Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, (laughs) mate.